Engines running, commit, liftoff. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. We are glad you have tuned in. And uh, you, you know what, if you missed us yesterday... You may have thought there was something wrong. <laughs> there was something wrong. We had technical problems, that's for sure. Uh, but it is good to have you back in the studio, Brad. It is great to be back. You've been it, gone a little while. It, it was funny because uh, obviously I was here yesterday, but our 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 listeners out there didn't hear us. You may have heard a recording of a previous broadcast or maybe a, a blending of broadcasts. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's kind of sweet. I often talk about, uh, you know, the, the conversations that we have when we're not, when the mics are not turned on. Well, the mics weren't turned on all the whole broadcast yesterday, and you and I got to just kind of catch up. So it's good to be back in studio, and it's been a, been a crazy week this past week. Um, praise the Lord. We yeah. got our fifth and final child married and uh boy, yeah, it was a celebration to a really really good guy yeah uh, <clears throat> we are super happy um and uh it's like a, a new season of life yeah M- maybe we've got some listeners out there who have transitioned from that that season of raising kids and <clears throat> of course and ours are spread out pretty far 13 year difference mm-hmm. between our oldest and our fifth and uh so we've we've had hannah off at college for four years she came home got engaged in february Mm -hmm. came home after uh, she graduated and has been home since uh, all summer so uh anyway it was great having her home and it's uh bittersweet to see her married off Mm, that's that's good uh, and it was was glad to have you guys there it really meant a lot it was it was good to be there and to be just a witness to a beautiful christian wedding that's what it was it glorified christ and uh was awesome to see uh you know our our good friend trey brunson do this the ceremony that's the second one of your kids he's done that's right he uh when i asked asked hannah shortly after they were engaged who do you want to uh conduct the ceremony she did not hesitate to bring up trey's name i was thinking i told trey you know at the wedding obviously it must have made an impression on on hannah nine years ago when uh, when he did uh, sarah and quinn's wedding because uh, again she was probably only about 14 years old but it must have must have impacted her but it, it, I, I agree i think and i know you've done weddings like that <clears throat> that are just saturated in the gospel Mm-hmm. you know and that that was the point that's well it's supposed to be the point <laughs> right right uh unfortunately um in a lot of um venues today it's not the point it's just about but they glorify and i love the way y'all prayed as a family that was really great um so thanks for letting us be a part and congrats to them hope they're having a good time wherever they are so uh, i know you we know where they are but i hope they're having a good time (laughs) yeah so hey a couple of things in the news you know we we were going to try to get into the north point andy stanley kind of deal last week we talked about while you were gone we mentioned it but we want to talk about what happened sunday and get into that but something that's if you're just tuning into swat 
uh, radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. The first segment, sometimes we spill over into the second segment uh, about dealing with cultural issues, things going on. A couple of things out there in the news. Um, first time it's happened that I know of, I think in history, that the speaker was removed from the House, right? That's right. That's first never happened before. Yep, never Never and, before. And so uh, that might not seem like a big deal to most people. Everybody's going about their business and work, but I didn't know this. I don't know if you know it, but without a speaker, then uh, the House can't do business. They have to have an elected speaker. Right. So right. Uh, the next order of business next Wednesday is they are going to vote on a speaker. Uh, some names have been thrown out. Donald Trump's name has been <laughs> thrown out. I think that I just personally think that would be funny to yeah, i mean uh, i had not heard that no uh, yeah some people are saying they should make him speaker just uh, for the fun of it but well i did you know did hear and uh you and i don't typically get into political discussions um we try to show we, yeah there's enough people out there doing that but I, I found it interesting because when mccarthy you know one of the names that came up back when mccarthy put his name in there was steve scalise and at that time, Scalise didn't want to have anything to do with it. Apparently, now he he is willing to put his name in the hat. Well, so. typically, isn't that the kind of guy you want in there? The guy who doesn't want to be there? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean almost, almost I, really in a sense. Because, I agree. Um, hey, but uh, the, the, the Washington Post um, had an article that said that Pope Francis wrote that there are now situations that may not be morally acceptable, but a priest can assess on a case-by-case basis whether a blessing may be given as long as the blessings are kept separate from the sacrament of marriage. In other words, he is going to allow for pastoral ministers, it appears, to bless same gender couples um that the church doesn't recognize as a marriage but they're going to recognize as a union and bless it that's crazy i mean like so that just kind of leads us into this deal up at north point church up in uh, georgia north point huge huge very influential church in the southeast i think they've even got a campus down here in jacksonville which I didn't know. Did you know that? No, I did not know Yeah, they've that. got like an extension what? down here. <laughs> well, because when you're, you know, you're doing the video thing, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. And so uh, I think they pump in Andy Stanley on video and stuff. But I know they did at one time have well, that, but I don't know if they still do. Well, he may. did this unconditional conference, and we will devote some time to it on Friday. I'm going to be in the studio, not normally on Friday, but Lori's gone. Lori's out of town, so I can't spend the day with my wife. I could spend my day away, but David Gray is away, and you have a a need in the studio to have somebody to I do. And we <clears throat> wanted to talk about this yesterday, and we had technical difficulties. So, just real quick to kind of to kind of share this with our audience in case you can't tune in Friday. Andy Stanley, North Point Church appears to be moving in a direction of where they may not be directly affirming gay and lesbian people uh, as as acceptable to be in the church, 
uh, as long as they're there to learn. But they're not part of the church. Hmm. I mean, you, you, the thing is, if you're actively walking in rebellion to God's commands, knowingly, even though you're struggling, you're still walking in disobedience as a pattern because you're married to a member of the same sex. Um, Andy Stanley refuses to acknowledge that homosexual practice is always sinful in God's sight. He would not affirm that. Uh, he would not affirm under no circumstances does God bless a homosexual marriage. Now, at the beginning of his message on Sunday, that was a rebuttal to Al Mohler's article he wrote called The Train Le- is the Train's Leaving the right. Station. He came out and he said, we believe in the biblical definition of marriage. We believe marriage between a man and a woman. We believe in the sexual ethic of the New Testament. He said all that. But then at the very end of his message, he said, and I quote, for many who have homosexual uh, tendencies or homosexual uh, temptations, that a celibate life or a life in a heterosexual relationship is to, to be celibate and single is not sustainable. So they choose same-sex marriage, not because they're convinced it's biblical, he said. He said because they want love, companionship, and family. And just like with you and me, it's their decision. And our decision is to respond to their decision and we draw circles, we don't draw lines. That was the essence. He said that very clearly. This is the important thing I want you to hear me say. We don't draw lines. And he implied that if someone decides to follow Jesus, no, he said if somebody decides to follow Jesus, regardless of their starting point, regardless of their past, regardless of their current circumstances, our message is come and see come and sit with me and welcoming them in now listen people in that community who struggle with same-sex attraction should be welcome to attend Mm -hmm. any gathering that is there but when they come in they should know that they are going to hear biblical truth if they come into a church they will hear preaching that says turn from this lifestyle repent from this lifestyle um and the the implication was there that we want them to feel loved more than we want them to hear the truth but you can't show love if you don't speak the truth to people who are walking directly 180 away from God. Now, if they are there and they really want to follow God, he made the statement that these people, it's so sad because they pray and God doesn't answer their prayer. You said something, uh, you indicated to it just a second ago, and you and I were talking about this yesterday, that uh, they choose... Was it they choose love over clarity? No, he said something like that. He said he well he so he told Michael Brown this. You know Michael Brown's yes, a radio guy, right? And he's written a bunch of books, and um, 
Michael Brown dialogued with him, and he told Michael Brown that um, sometimes ministry preempts clarity. Ministry preempts clarity. In other words, well, what's the opposite of clarity? Ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Nuance. That's the word of the millennials. Right. I mean, it yeah. is, right? right. I mean, um, it's just, you know, we we, we just, we're going to love them, but we're not going to confront them. We're going to love them. We're not going to speak the truth to them. They did a conference, apparently a whole conference, and, and three of the primary speakers were homosexual men, or two of them were homosexual men married who also represent the, represented themselves as reverends or mm-hmm. shepherds, right. pastors. One of them was a pastor who wasn't, I, I think he's in a, a heterosexual relationship, but he said he's changed his view that if a man is in a um, a monogamous homosexual relationship, that it's okay. And so... Well, I think my point yesterday, and it it was interesting. I know we're going to take a break here in just a second, but how do you have ministry without clarity? I mean, the clarity we have is the Word of God. In other words, and I wrote here, we don't draw lines. But God does. Yeah, he he does. And Jesus did too. Absolutely. Jesus told the woman, the adulterous woman, go and sin no more. Right. He told the blind man, hey, be careful that you don't go sin or something worse will happen to you. Right. So there was clarity there. Very, but, and I just find it hard to believe you can have a mission without clarity. Yeah. Anyway, glad you tuned in today. If you want to call us this afternoon or have a question for us, 844-777-7928. You can also email us at ask at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, welcome, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Right, Brad right. and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. If you have a question or comment for us, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. And, uh, you know, we're, it, we were just talking about this Andy Stanley, the, um, what was the name of the conference? Uh, uh, the uh, uncondi- Unconditional Conference. Yeah. This was uh, this was what Mueller said yesterday on his briefing, and I quote: "He says Jesus drew many lines, and he drew lines between belief and unbelief. He drew lines between faithfulness and unfaithfulness. Mm. He drew lines between those who believed in him and those who did mm. not. He drew lines between the sheep and the goats with extern with eternal significance. Mm. So there's no way to avoid drawing lines." The question is where we faithfully draw the lines. Hmm. Simply saying that it's conservative fundamentalist evangelicals who draw lines, Jesus draws circles, that's not good enough. That's hmm. just not accurate. It's not fair. Yeah. And I think he's, he's spot on. Um, yes, I think we ought to have circles. We we ought to have be embracing of people, but that doesn't mean we accept their sin it doesn't mean we affirm their sin it doesn't mean we uh, celebrate their sin mm-hmm. uh, i think that's a lot of what we're uh, obviously what we're seeing in the culture that has now come into the church mm-hmm. is uh we not only affirm it we celebrate it mm-hmm. and uh man it's uh well well moeller is supposed to get back i think in the next week and it'll be interesting to see uh, Andy Stanley is supposed to release an article. And again, we'll talk about this on Friday. Uh, Friday is a day you and Dave normally talk about stuff. But since I'm going to be here and since we didn't get to really go into it, I, I really want to address um, something that well, a question was asked. Um, that, um, you know, why do you talk about this issue? Uh, and I said it today in SWAT, you know, we don't have murder pride parades. We don't have uh, adultery, the, pride. adultery pride parades. <clears throat> this is an issue that has been catapulted up to high influence levels in our country and in our churches. And it's it's divided uh, the Methodist denomination. It's divided the Presbyterian denomination. It's divided uh, Episcopalians. It's divided Anglican. It's it's now going into evangelical circles, and people are basically 
taking sides. Are we going to stand under the word of God as our authority? Are we going to buy into sometimes ministry preempts clarity argument? Because that's a that's a straw man. It's a wrong yeah. Yeah. place to go. No, Men, true true ministry always includes clarity. True, how, how can you minister apart from clarity? <laughs> you can't. Uh, you know. I mean, how do you drive down the road if there's so much fog? You can't see where you're <laughs> that, going. That's right, and you certainly don't tell people that are driving in the fog if they're driving toward a place where the bridge is out. It's okay. We're just going to help you get along this road anyway. Yeah. Or how about and, just turn off your lights and we're gonna, on the highway yeah, yeah, when it's dark out? Yeah, and we're we're just going to talk about Jesus. Where yeah. you're going to come listen to? Listen, people in this country believe that if you hear a sermon about Jesus and you agree with that sermon, it's good, and you just realize that you're you're not making good choices, but nothing changes in mm. your life. Mm. Yeah. You're going to potentially be the person in Matthew 7 where he says, depart from me. Yeah. Not not because it's, it's and again, it's not what you do, but it's what you allow him to do in you. Yeah. So that's I, why I think, I think the, the issue, and I know we'll get into it on Friday, that it's, what, what, what was the word? It was unrealistic or, um, you know, to, to live that kind of life. Well, listen, to live a life, a sinless life is unrealistic apart from the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. That's why we need the Spirit of God in us mm -hmm. is to overcome. You know, that's why we need his word. I mean, yes. you can go back to the old time. I mean, we've been talking about Andy Stanley for years now because of his statements back in, I think, 2016 about unhitching from the Old Testament. Yeah. Listen, he's unhitched from the New Testament. Yes, yeah, he's unhitching from the New Testament for sure, and and we'll get into some of that on Friday. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of ammo there to use an old SWAT term, man. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, we are in Mark chapter one, verses nine through eleven. We covered nine with Craig in here on Monday. We we went through how uh, God reveals a King in Jesus who identifies with His people. We talked about the baptism uh, and how when uh, Jesus was baptized, it was a coronation, really. It was, uh, there were three things that happened. John, representing the Old Testament, was the Elijah prophesied in Malachi pointing to Jesus. Uh, by the way, Brad, uh, I don't know, I know you saw this probably in the notes, but I hadn't thought about it, that he was a descendant of Aaron, John the Baptist. And not only his dad, but his mom were descendants of their Aaronic uh, priestly descent. And one of the duties of priest in the Old Testament was to present the sacrifice before the, the Lord. So John's baptism really can be seen as a priestly presentation of the Messiah, the ultimate. In fact, in John, what does he say in John 1? Look, mm -hmm. the Lamb of God. <clears throat> That take us, takes away the sin of the yeah, world. So it's a presentation yeah, that's a good love. of the sacrifice. That's mm. John the Baptist. And yeah. two, God the Father speaks, and he, he, he quotes from Psalm 2 and Isaiah 42. And this is a uh, also a coronation formula where he says, 
this is my son. In other words, mm -hmm. this is the rightful heir. If you remember, um, when uh, Adonijah, I think it was Adonijah, who was one of the sons of David, tried to usurp Solomon, David had um, David had uh, decreed that Solomon would be his son that sits on That's the right. throne. Mm -hmm. And Adonijah tried to go, and Joab, he took Joab. <clears throat> tried to do a little end around on him. He took Abiathar. He took him. Can't talk today. Man, I've done yeah, three took, Bible studies yeah. this morning. Took Joab, like, he took Joab. He took them both, and they went with him and joined in this. Mm -hmm. Word came back, but David said, no, my son Solomon will reign. So he yeah. told him what to do. <clears throat> The outgoing king, a lot of times, would say, "This is my son. Mm -hmm. He's the rightful heir." It was a it was a coronation decree. So God speaks from heaven, and He quotes Psalm two, where it talks about that. Then the third thing is the Holy Spirit descends in the form, um, or not? Uh, it, it says like a dove in bodily form, yes. like a dove. I liked how you and Craig talked about that because. The images that we see of Jesus at it's like, Jesus' It's like baptism. a dove. Somebody draws a dove. It wasn't right. a dove. Right. It was like a dove. It was gentle. Yeah. That was the whole point. But it's, it's a great picture of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working together. So Jesus' baptism symbolized the sinner's baptism. And so that was his identification. He didn't need to be baptized, but he was baptized. He, I mean, he didn't need to in the sense of he wasn't a sinner. Everybody else was being baptized because of sin. Well, the one the, the thing that happened, uh, Brad, over in verse eleven or verse ten of Mark. In fact, why don't you read verse nine, ten, eleven, and then we'll get into the intervening part for his people, because that was the second thing God reveals about the Messiah King is that he identifies with his people and he intervenes. Yeah. For his people. Yeah. Let's talk about So that. Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 9. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. And so notice... In verse 10, it says immediately, right after his baptism, okay, identifying with man, it shows the heavens being, present tense, torn open. Immediately when I saw that, I thought of the torn veil in Matthew 27, mm -hmm. how God is reconciling man back to yeah. himself. Yeah. And who's the one? who's making it possible, who is the bridge. It is none other than Jesus of Nazareth. He's the Messiah. And, um, you know, it says that the Holy Spirit in verse 10, we talked about that on Monday, but, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus, it, it, it was to empower him not because he didn't have the power capability, but but he had set that aside as a right. human.
to only operate with the power that the Holy Spirit provided mm. because that's the only power yeah. you and I get to operate. That's right. That's right. We we don't have the ability to take control of the like he did, right? But so I mean, a lot of people think Jesus was wearing a disguise like Clark Kent, like he's really Superman, but he's just closed in this human body. No, he's fully God. He's fully man. When we come back, I want to go into that just a little bit about his humanness and how he chose to depend on the Holy Spirit. And that's why this is so important. Yeah, amen. Especially in light of what we've been talking about. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. If you want to call us during the final segment, we'll take your calls, 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, send those to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. No active accidents, but there is congestion on the East Beltway, 295 northbound from the ramp from Southside Boulevard and Merrill Road to the north end of the Dames Point Bridge. Also, there's congestion building up on U.S. 17 Roosevelt Boulevard, northbound and southbound near NAS Jacks. Partly cloudy tonight, low 72. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 85. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Brad and Doug here on this Wednesday afternoon. By the way, I wanted to just once again mention for those of you who may be new to SWAT radio, as Doug mentioned earlier, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. This radio broadcast was uh, basically birthed out of the SWAT radio, SWAT Bible studies that take place during the week. Wednesdays is a big day for you. I know, Doug, you said you've already taught three times today. Well, today uh, I taught the women's swap. By the way, and we don't say this very often, but we should. We should include it more. Every Wednesday at um, at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. there is a women's SWAT meeting here at the Salem Center. My wife, Lori, teaches. Today I taught for her. She's out of town. And so uh, 
every Wednesday from 10 to 1130. And a group of women meet down there, and Lori does a wonderful job of taking them deep. I mean, good man, it, it's so deep she gets through to China sometimes. I mean, down there. I mean, she gets really deep in the word and uh, does a really good job. Well, I think, you know, in light of all the things we're seeing these days, that, uh, you know, I can't help but think of Second Timothy 3 where it says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as we've already talked about, and we'll get deeper into it on uh, Friday as we talk about the Andy Stanley issues. Um, but, uh, and again, <laughs> somebody asked you, did, did somebody ask you why do we get into that yeah, stuff? Somebody, somebody, well, yeah, they wanted to know why. Why are you guys so into the LGBTQ stuff instead of other stuff? And the whole issue is Romans 1 says that when you suppress the knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. he turns you over to this. And our country is being overrun, not by vast majority of people, but a small minority who are vocal they have penetrated the schools. Mm-hmm. They are going into churches now, and it is disrupting and, in a good way, surfacing people who really may not. I, I right. You know, I, I really am hesitant to, to say a wolf in sheep's clothing, but certainly departing from biblical Christianity yeah. in the view of the gospel, that, that, that the gospel uh you you have to help the gospel with people you can't just give them the gospel well, this, in a loving this, way. T- my point is that you know we need more more now than we ever have is deep sound teaching of the word of god yes you know if we're going to properly shepherd whether it's a church or a family it would be wise to make those you're shepherding aware of what's going on exactly because a thief comes to steal kill and destroy and i can tell you brad there are quite a few people here in the jacksonville area and maybe up in other places because north point church is very influential they always were big into doing conferences on leadership Mm -hmm. Uh, andy stanley did a lot of podcasts on leadership and so it's just it's a really important thing so we're going to talk about that on friday yes hey tomorrow i wanted to let our listeners know i got judy weber um from here in uh, jacksonville and uh, judy is um very much involved in the crisis pregnancy center here Uh, i don't think it's called the crisis pregnancy center anymore it's called Northside Mm -hmm. uh, first coast women's services but judy weber is going to be our guest for for that uh, First Coast Women's Services. And uh, she recently had a banquet, or they had a banquet. Right. They brought in a doctor from Pensacola named Dr. Lyle, who is an OBGYN, uh, loves the Lord, very active in campaigning for, get this, the patient's rights of a, of a baby in the womb. That baby mm-hmm. has rights as a patient yeah they're treated they're doing surgeries on the babies in the womb at 20 something weeks i mean that's unbelievable and so 
Uh, they are uh, going to be here tomorrow with me, or at least she'll be here in the studio. He's calling in, and uh, it, it, you really want to pay it, call in, but uh, be be listening because the, he's going to talk about the patient's rights of mm-hmm. the, and that's a that's a good way we can advocate. Exactly. Another thing is he's going to talk about the abortion pill, the abortion pill, not the morning after pill. Mm. But they, they, the, the period pill, they call it, you can take that thing 70 days after. That's two months wow. into the cycle. Mm. And, and and there's a heartbeat at that point. Yes. Yeah. And so he's going to talk about that. Uh, so he'll be on tomorrow. So please uh, join us for that. Hey, I want to get back, Brad, to Mark 1, looking at, at verse uh, 10 and 11, talking about Jesus himself. You know, did... Jesus get hungry? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. He crave food like we crave food. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. When his body hurt, did he want relief? Yes, he was human. He learned obedience and suffering, or obedience through suffering, and he identifies with us as his people to then intervene for us. Hebrews four. In fact, turn to Hebrews four real quick. Mm-hmm. Hebrews four. 14 through 16. We taught this when we went through Hebrews. It's a great reminder that we have a high priest who understands what we go through. And this was one thing that Andy Stanley said. Sorry to keep going back to that, but he said this because it really applies. He said, don't come up to me and tell me you understand how they feel because you don't. You know, talk because people would come up and say, "You know what? I struggled with fill in the blank." Right. And he's saying it's all different. Well, that's true about every sin. I was going to say yeah. every sin, yeah. you know, is different. But the one who understands exactly how they feel, yep, is Jesus. Yeah. And it says Hebrews four fourteen to sixteen. Read that. Yeah. It says since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, it says he can sympathize. You know what that means? That means he feels, um, uh, and expresses sympathy towards us. Mm. That means he feels for us as we go through these battles because he's experienced temptation. Right. He's experienced it. He lost loved ones. You know, we don't know anything yeah. about his dad, and we know his dad was probably taken off the scene. He probably grew up without a father. Yeah. He he had family members turn against him. Um, He grieved he, at, he, at, at the loss of Lazarus. Yes, he grieved at, uh, well, and he grieved at the rejection he mm-hmm. felt from people because he knew the truth. He yeah. knew what the right thing was. Any father or mother out there who's watched their children make a choice that they know is going to end in bad consequences, he grieved at that, right? Yeah. 
And he also had to obey God, the Father, when he really didn't want to. Father, take this cup from me. Mm -hmm. No, not my will, but your will. So now this is interesting, Brad. You know, in Matthew 11, 29, he says, take my yoke, learn from me. The yoke was put over in that day an older ox and a young ox. And the master would take them both. And the older ox actually guided the younger ox and would train the younger ox because the older ox knew the voice and the commands of the master. Hmm. So when Jesus says, take my yoke and learn from me, he's wanting us to learn from him as he's yeah. walked through this. Yeah. And this week we we went over the temptations today. Was that instructive? Yeah. Oh, so just good. to go through mm. that. So, and so, good. so, so that's, he, he intervenes for us Yeah, and he knows how to intervene. Well, I think it, again, I'm not trying to bring up what we're going to talk about Friday, but this gets back to the point that we can have victory over the temptations because we have, uh, we have come under his yoke. Mm -hmm. If we say we can't have victory over sin, then we don't believe the gospel. Yeah. Well, it was Paul who said it, the gospel is the power it is unto the salvation. Power. It's also the power unto sanctification. It is. And so he, he empathizes or sympathizes with us. He feels for us because he's experienced this. And notice in verse 11, God quotes, this is the quote from Psalm 2 in Isaiah 42. This is the coronation of his intervening king here when he says, you are my beloved son. Now, you know, a, a lot of people, Brad, will hear that quote and they just stop there. Jesus uh is or not Jesus but Mark is taking people back to Psalm 2. God is taking people back to Psalm 2 when he's quoting it. It's and so when we come back from the break during the first few minutes I want to go to Psalm 2 and have you read it and talk about that and we'll finish up and then if people want to call in they can call in. Yeah, absolutely. The number is 844-777-7928 844-777 Again, if you have questions or comments, we'd love to take them either uh, in a phone call or an email. Ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. 
Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we're still having a little technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> At least between you and me, but uh, yeah. it takes a little adjustments. You know, well, we're, hopefully we're good. we'll get it all worked out. But, um, you know, Brad, uh, when God quotes Psalm 2, he, he's this is the coronation. This is my son. But I want to go back and have you read the context. Go to, uh, because basically here, I'll I'll tell you the context and they can hear it, okay? Psalm 2, to refuse God's king is to refuse him. Hmm. He's going to be king. He's my son. He's king. So whether you refuse him or not, that's the bottom line. But read verses 2 through 7 real quick. Actually, read 2 for 3. And I'll comment, and then I want to ask a question, okay? Psalm 2, verses 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. It says, The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Yeah, so here's what's going on. The kings of the earth, the rulers of uh, of the they 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 are against the Lord and His anointed, His Messiah, and they want to burst their bonds, cast away their cords. They want freedom. I will not submit to God's word, His will. I won't submit to His values or His morality. I am the captain of my soul. I'm the master of my ship. Like I, yeah. I will not have anybody rule over me. This is mankind. This is us. Yes. Right. Yeah, and nothing how, new. Yeah, how does God respond to that? Verse 4, Brad. Yeah. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Yeah, so so he laughs because this is like a flea <laughs> opposing the creator God, right? right? And he speaks to them in anger, and he says, As for me, I've put Jesus on Zion. Even if the whole world rejects him and me, my king's going to rule. And so I've announced my degree. You're my son. So this is the coronation announcement. You are the legitimate king. And that's, that's why that's so significant hmm. that he's saying that. And then he quotes Isaiah 42, my chosen in whom my soul delights. Listen, 
Does God believe that Jesus is deity? He's divine. Yes. Yes, he does. He knows he does. Does he believe that Jesus is human? Yes. Yes, he knows he is. Does he believe that Jesus is perfect and has never sinned? Yes. Yes. Is Jesus an acceptable sacrifice? Yes. Yes. So this is undiminished deity and it's perfect humanity in one person. And so uh, John the Baptist says this is the Messiah. The Father says this is the Messiah. The Holy Spirit says this is the Messiah. Jesus says, I am he. I am the one. The question for us is, what do we say about him? Hmm. Is he the Messiah King? Is he your Messiah King? Because we seems like, like he seems like he asked that question yeah, to his, his apostles. Yes, right? he does. Who, who do, do you, pe- say, who do you say that I yeah, am? Yeah, and what we do, going back to the kingdom thing, is we like to put Jesus in the Savior box, not the <laughs> King box. We don't like King Jesus. We like Savior Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of us operate in that reality. He's not. We we may say he's our king, but we don't live like he's our king. Mm. And listen, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about the direction of your life, the loyalty of your life. Do you really want him as your king? The answer for me is yes. The answer for you is yes. yes. It's we want him. So hey, I think we got a caller, uh, Greg. Greg, Greg, are you, are you on the line? I am. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Glenn. I'm just. Uh, thank you so much. What, what, I'm, I'm thrilled listening to this. Uh, as you probably know, kindred spirits in this world are difficult to find. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love what he, I love what the gentleman just said. I, I'm not familiar with SWAT Radio. This is my first time hearing, first time calling. Well, that's great. Hey, Greg, where are you calling from? Are you in Jacksonville or Virginia? I'm, I, I'm actually no. I'm calling from Virginia. I'm actually uh, a native of Newport News. I live in Hampton. I'm on my way back from work. I'm on Bridge Road, headed to the James River Bridge to cross into Newport News. All right, that's awesome, Greg. I mean, hey, uh, I am so glad that you tuned in today and that you wanted to call. Uh, you know, we we've had some tech technical difficulties this week, but man, this is this is why we do what we do. We want to encourage people who are out there who really want to follow Jesus as King. That's our whole goal. Here, here, and that that's a that is a strong statement to make because I was saying something similar just a couple of weeks ago uh, to someone I remember who was. But here's the thing. I tend to go to the core things, and to me, if you accept Christ in any other way, then he offers himself that as idolatry. You have created a different God than Christ, mm. who is God the Son. Hey. You change anything about him and in this age of my truthism, <laughs> you do that as idolatry, it's very serious. Yeah, and what Paul said, if anyone preaches, you, preaches to you a different gospel, another gospel— let him be a curse. The gospel isn't just Savior Jesus, it's King Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh That's right. Hey, uh, Greg, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the book called The Discipleship Gospel? I have. You have or have well, not? I tell you, uh I have not. Okay. So in that book, it was written by a guy named Bill Hull and Ben Sobels, both pastors. 
And in that book, they lay out seven of the false gospels that have gone out in America. And one of them is called the Savior Only Gospel. Or forgiveness only. Or the forgiveness only. I'm sorry, the forgiveness only. But it's really focusing on him just as a Savior. And I don't know if you heard me, but what I was sharing a while ago is that we put that Savior box Jesus as the guy we want to follow because we don't like the King Jesus follow (laughs) because he demands a lot from us. He draws lines. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I dare say that this quote country, this nation of ours, has led the, the, the war against morality. Say that but again. Say that again, Greg. The truth is that the United States over the years in all of our quote unquote freedom has led the world's war on morality, whether wittingly or unwittingly, we have. Yes. We have. Yeah. And, you know, the sad part is when I, I even back in the, the 90s, when I was traveling over to Kazakhstan and some other Muslim areas of the world talking, well, not Muslim areas. I was, at, I was in Kazakhstan, but there were Muslim missionaries there trying to convert a lot of the people. And they were talking about how bad our morality is in the United States, which is an awful witness for a country that at that time still was trying to profess that they were a Christian country, but we're not. We haven't been a Christian country in a long sure. time. Sure. So, Absolutely. In fact, it, it came up multiple times. I, I graduated in my seventh year of school in a row. So I have three degrees from Liberty, a bachelor's and master's in Christian apologetics and a doctorate of ministry in urban ministry. And that subject came up a lot. And it was shocking to people who didn't know it every time it did that the United States is the fourth most unchurched nation in the world. Mm, yeah. When we would put ourselves at the top of the list as beacons of Christianity, but I believe the church, at least in the Western world, not just the United States, is in such a condition that it amounts to us being a hospital with band-aids for aid with people having compound fractures, bones sticking out of the skin, but the best we can do is band-aids. I think that's the condition that we're in, in this neo-hedonism that is rivaling Greek. Oh, yeah. Ancient Greece, rivaling ancient Greece, big time. In this neo-hedonistic world we live in, I believe the United States is at the forefront of this, but the danger is that we are precisely where Satan would have us, and that is we estimate ourselves to be different than we are spiritually. We don't want a leader. We want this freedom to to be able to say, yeah, I like that, Jesus, but how about you sit on the side? I'll just do that because the other part makes me uncomfortable. Listen, if you're not uncomfortable in Christianity, if you don't feel like an idiot, especially we men, you don't feel like a weakling sometimes for having to swallow your pride and walk away from a fight or whatever's difficult for you, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. We're causing everything uncomfortable up to it, including death. Yeah. What is it precisely that people think this Christianity is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you'll tune in Friday, Greg. I know you just tuned in for the first time. We're we're back. We're on every day from three to four, and I hope Friday you'll tune in because we're going to be talking about this conference in North Point and this very issue of compromise. Yeah. Uh, and so, thank you for calling, yeah. Greg. All right, keep listening out there and spread the word about SWAT Radio. All right, take care. All right, bye bye. Thank you, Greg. Take care.
you know, I didn't read this, Doug, obviously, when I was reading Psalm 2, but it's interesting because I started in verse 2, but verse 1 says, and this is the question, why are the nations restless (laughs) and the people plotting in vain? Why are they doing that? And then that's how he goes into that. And it it, it is, as as Greg kind of said, it's, I mean, that's what we're seeing in the world today. You know, we're, we're plotting in vain we are and you know jesus jesus is a king like no other he identifies with his people he intervenes for us and you know the, uh, alfred edersheim said the man of nazareth has by universal consent been been the mightiest factor in our world's history yeah. politically socially morally if he's not the Messiah, he's at least done the work of Messiah. And if he's not Messiah, there is no Messiah. Amen. So, Amen. So, hey. Who tomorrow, is Jesus to you? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is he? Is he your Messiah? Hey, tomorrow I'll be on with uh, 